This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. He's in the box, tries to screw it. Is it going to be there? Yes! yes! Oh my word! Come it's in! You're listening to the number one pod for Sheffield Wednesday. This is the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Ole, 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 ole. Ugbo, Ugbo. The song may be shit, but I don't care. If the ball's six yards out, I don't think I'd want anyone else on the end other than Ugbo at the moment. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. I'm James Mappin, and with me once again is Neil. Neil, you all right, mate? Yes, I'm very good, thank you. How are yourself? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm all good. Obviously, you didn't disgrace yourself too much last week, so we've got you back on again uh, this week. <laughs> um, yeah, how things your end all all good? I mean, you know, last time we spoke, obviously last week, we've done another win. Like again, I said last week we can't stop winning, and that's carried on into this week, hasn't it? Well, that's it. I think I, I might get my ticket until we lose. I think it's a bit like Joe Cran, isn't it, going to that away games and stuff. Um, but yeah, no, um, excellent result again. Three on the spin, four out of five. Yeah, yeah, looking good at the minute. Looking good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, I've kind of broke my away day duck. Obviously, I don't get to too many away games. Um, this season, Huddersfield, which obviously we'll not talk about. Uh, Leeds was another one. Obviously, I like to stick in the, the, the Yorkshire region. You know what I mean? I can't I can't be let out too far from, from my home. Um, so, yeah, I was at, I was at Rotherham. I think, I think before, before, um, before Leeds... I'm not counting Wembley because, all right, it's a way, but it's a way for both sides. The one before that with Peterborough, yeah. that was another 4-0, obviously. Um, there was a win, Shrewsbury. I went to Shrewsbury 3-0, but, but nothing really riding yeah. on that game. They weren't they weren't much on it. So, uh, And then I think before that, um, a draw at Derby, that boring 0-0 game, uh, a draw 
um, at Bolton as well. I think that was the season before. So yeah, my away days aren't brilliant. Mm. And I was th- thinking as well, obviously this season, and if you include Peterborough last season, not even seen a score a goal. So uh, so yeah, we did a goal and we did a win. So I think I've um, I've, I've got that monkey off my back. Um, I thought I would yeah. again. It's mad, isn't it? How why do you, as people attribute things to, to like bad luck? It's when I post on Twitter about like, oh, we've, you know, we've not lost in six years or whatever it is at, at whatever ground. And then people go, oh, you fucking said it now. Nah. I mean, I know they're probably saying it in jest, <laughs> but it doesn't mean anything. You know, <laughs> the words don't mean anything. It's like wearing your lucky pants or whatever. Like it, it doesn't act, yeah. actually mean anything. But do, do you have any sort of like superstitions or, or anything like that? Or are you, are you a superstitious person? Not, not, not really. I wouldn't have said no. Not to be honest. Um, I, I can't say I have to be honest. No, it's like, um, like you say though. It's, you know, it's like when, when you know when they always mention the Q word when you're at work. Oh, it's a bit quiet today. Oh, you've said it. It's, now it's going to get busier and all this. So, you know, it's yeah. I know, I know what you're saying. They are only words, but um, I think I even said it last week. You know, Chariot FC come into town and <laughs> Rotherham will sneak a win. But thankfully, that word proved correctly. But uh, yeah, yeah. Sounds. sounds Sounds like you just need a passport out of Yorkshire for some of your away games, anyway. Well, I know exactly, but we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll, there's a few more left in this this season. We'll see what happens. Um, in terms of like superstitions, I'm I'm not really that superstitious. In that I know it doesn't actually mean anything, but I can remember when I was younger, football manager or, or champ manager, as it was, you know, back like you know early two thousands. Um, I can remember that I always used to put a certain song on as I was playing uh, as I was playing a game because I, I always felt that we always won uh, and, and it's like again that that has no bearing on it whatsoever because I didn't win every game and I did lose some but I just felt like if I didn't play I never I were never going to win um but yeah let's um let no I mean we'll, we'll talk about the I'm calling it a way day, but it's not really an away day, is it? Because it's actually closer to my home than uh, than it is Hillsborough, uh, the New York Stadium. Um, first time yeah. I've been. Do you know what? In all in all honesty, I know we joke about it being a shed and all that and and everything else that we were singing, but it's actually it's actually a tidy little ground for, you know for for what they are as a club. You know, I'm I'm old twelve thirteen thousand or or something like that. It's very much cookie cutter. You know, I think if you just paint it, seems yeah. blue. You could probably think you were at the, you know, Chesterfield ground. To be honest, it just, you know they, they do look very, very similar. But I, I thought it were, I thought it were decent. What's your, what's your take on those sorts of grounds? Do you prefer a Hillsborough that's like you know got character, or or do you not mind these kind of bowl grounds that just look the same all the way around? Yeah, I think it's it's always nice to have a bit of character to them, isn't it? Because, you know, Hillsborough's obviously quite famous as, well, sometimes for the wrong reasons, but historically, like when FA Cup semi-finals used to be at Hillsborough and, you know, all these uh, historical grounds. But then, you know, you can look at the other side of the coin now where um, I think everybody was saying that we wanted to try and draw Tottenham in the Cup because apparently their stadium, their new stadium's, you know, fantastic. But um, And they've moved from White Hart Lane, which were quite a compact ground. West Ham moved to that bigger stadium and theirs used to be a really Upton Park with a right uh, compact yeah. ground and stuff. So, so yeah, there's, there's sort of two sides to both sort of things, isn't it? But, yeah. I think, what do you prefer, um, though, Neil? Like- Don't sit on the fence. What do you prefer? Uh, I, well, I prefer I'd, I'd prefer Hillsbridge. I mean, it needs a, a, a bit of a, li- a lick of paint and stuff, but you know, I, I'd certainly prefer that that over one of these, um, yeah, prefab uh, 
Derby County. Derby County, yeah. Middlesbrough, Southampton, they're you know, they're, they're fairly big grounds, yeah. but they're just the same all the way around, aren't they? I just wish we'd fill corners yeah. in and use that corner, you know, in between yeah. oh, um, West Stand and North Stand. I just, I wish, wish we could do something like that at Hillsborough, to be honest, but probably, you know, we can't even uh, can't even use the seats that we've got, let alone uh, use seats that we haven't got. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I, was, I walked into New York Stadium and, um, you know, I knew I was kind of near the corner when you look at where you where your seat is in the gangway and what have you. What I didn't think I were were at like bang next to the netting that stops you know that segregates the the two sets of fans. And I, I'm not one of them that's you know starts just gesticulating to other fans and stuff like that. However, I realised there's a hell, a hell of a lot of football fans that don't actually go to watch the match. There were people sat around me or stood around me, should I say? I think if you ask them now what happened in that game, they probably won't be able to tell you, but they'd be able to tell you exactly what that kid were wearing, uh, sat in, uh, sat in Omen and what have you. Cause they, I mean, it were, it were funny. I've got to, I've got to admit, you know, uh, yeah. some of the banter going between, you know, the sets of fans and everything. And what were even more funnier were that they were, there were a couple of kids who can't be, you know, much older than, you know, 16, 17. And they were giving it large. And then about 10 minutes into the game, because they were getting a bit irate, stewards went up, told them off after that. Didn't hear a peep. It were like they'd been told off by the dad. Do you know what I mean? They, <laughs> they just sat down and that were it. They weren't saying it. They weren't saying a thing. Um, I mean, when obviously we'll talk about the disallowed goal, there was rumours, well, very, very strong rumours that there were a lot of Wednesday in that Rotherham home end. And yeah, when that goal went in that were disallowed, they got the marching orders. They got marched out, which were uh, which were funny, you know. I mean, do you know what? I won't be able to do that, Neil. I know it happens a lot, and I know there's probably people listening to this yeah. that do it. We've we've all, you know, best intentions. Not everyone that goes in the home end are going for a scrap. They just get they're just trying to get a, a ticket for a game that they can't get in in away end. The way that I am, and you know, people yeah. that listen to the, you know those uh, the episodes that I do from the from the game and everything, where you hear my emotions at the match. I could not go to a football game and sit on my hands and not set at least something that would give it away that I'm a Wednesday fan. Yeah, it's hard work. I've, I've done it once um, at Leicester game away when we won 4-1 back in the day. Chris uh, Chris Brunt, oh, Glenn Whelan, yes. and, and they scored and they scored all them. I went, I went with a mate who was a Leicester supporter, so you know I were you know. Obviously, I were, I, were, I were on my own in terms of uh, being a Wednesday supporter, and there were like three and a half thousand Wednesdayites in corner, and then we just kept scoring these bangers, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> sat, on me, sat on me hands, and you know, giving giving me mate a few little jibs, jabs in the rib, going, oh, get in there, get in there, but yeah, that were that were very frustrating because they were all crackers as well, but yeah, good. Yes, yeah, it's it's uh, it's not ideal, but yeah, I, I think uh, like you said, I think some of them probably go just to get a ticket and unfortunately you know if 2000 or I don't know how many I don't know how many you saw jump up when um, the goal was disallowed but yeah I'm sure they got the marching orders yeah exactly but uh, yeah it was all it was all good in the end like I said um and, and another away day ticked off another ground that I've uh, that I've been to that I've not been to before um <clears throat> let's talk about the match then um how did you feel going into this game on Saturday because for me I'm gonna. I were, I were nervous. Um, I'm not gonna say yeah. I weren't. It was. I'm. I was nervous because, yeah, as you mentioned last week, charity FC. It always happens when you feel like you should win, you never do. And I, and I felt that 
Rotherham didn't have much to play for in terms of league position. They're down. Let's be honest. Then then they need. I know we needed a miracle end of last season. What's the next thing from a miracle? I've no idea. But that's exactly what Rotherham need to stay up, and it's just never going to happen. So they they didn't have anything to play for really. So they could have just gone out and just you know had a go, and you know, and and I just felt that yeah, I could I just I could just picture us not winning that game. Uh, I don't know about you. Yeah, uh, same as you. I, I were a bit nervous, uh, apprehensive about. It. I thought, like um, we said last week, you know, potential banana skin. It's it's got it's just got one of them games as 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 we've discussed before. Like just being a Wednesday night, we've been playing well and we've been doing really good, and then all of a sudden you just mess it up. Pretty much like the Huddersfield game, really. We we kind of I was probably more confident going into that game than I was this game. Mm-hmm. Like you say, Rotherham have got Rotherham had nothing to lose, um, and. But unfortunately for us, we, we've maintained that consistency and um, performance, and and got the result. Yeah, it could have been a few more goals than what it what it was, but I think we fully deserved the win for sure. Yeah. Um, in terms of starting lineup, then I was was through one change for me. Well, for the suspended Bernard, so it was a you know a forced change that we had to make. So it was Beedling goal, uh, Valentin Palmer, Equa for me, well, and Johnson, Volks, Bannon. Perveda, Ugbo and Masaba. What what did you make to that? Um, it's pretty much unchanged, isn't it? It was a forced change that he had to make. He couldn't not he couldn't not make that change because of that suspension. So it's three games now where we've played that that settled side. What what did you think? Yeah, um, minimal changes. I think it's been effective. It's been good. Um, we've got that consistency. I think he can't really change it that much because of them performances that we've put in. We obviously won three on the bounce now. Um, I, I, were, I were a bit surprised um, for me who came in, in all mm. honesty, because um, he didn't. He worked sort of in the squad last week, I don't think, was he? And then um, I, I, I thought that um, Dom Iorfa would have come in, but then I've sort of thought about it and gone, well, for me was left-footed, left-sided centre-back. It kind of brought that balance to that back line. Um, I was more, I was more kind of a bit apprehensive about Iequa um, not playing because in press conference he said he was a bit of a doubt. Yeah, and I just thought, well, obviously we had to make one change with Bernard, and I didn't want two changes because then that would have been, you know, a bit more sort of detrimental. But I'm glad that Iequa um, played again, solid performance. So yeah, well, I was happy with that. It balanced the team out. I can understand why he played for me. Well, I thought he did well actually for me. Well, yesterday. You know, yeah. he, he played quite well, and obviously unlucky with his uh, with his uh, goal that got ruled out. Yeah, j- just on that, in, you know, in terms of Firmino played, I, I must admit, yeah, I, I didn't see. It. I thought it was going to be one of either Bambo or or Iofa, and, yeah. and I, he seemed to Danny Rill seems to like Bambo for whatever reason, um, and I just thought he was going to slot him in. To be honest, and I were I was a bit like thinking, oh god, could be another red card <laughs> this uh, this today or or another mistake, which. You know, it's it's going to take him a bit of time to kind of shake that that kind of that mantra that we've uh, that we've got or stigma, should I say, mm. attached to him. Um, and and yeah, so when I saw that Firmino was starting, that was a little bit of a relief. But like like you said as well, I think if we were playing a back four, maybe Bambo would have slotted in there. Uh, but the, you know, the fact that we were playing, you know, with a, le- a left sided centre half, it, it probably does make sense that that Firmino played there. Um, on the uh, on the like kind of the game as a whole, Neil, it's just a massive win, and 
for me, it's just I, I finished with more relief more than anything. I think that's mainly because of how the other results were going as well. You know, you're thinking, Christ, if even if we'd have got a draw, and then you think you you, you would have slipped two two points to seemingly every single other team that's down there at the bottom. So it was just a fight of like, yes, we've you know we've kept that run going, we've kept the momentum going, and you know we we, we can keep building because <clears throat> obviously I was in the ground. I actually got signal as well. Obviously, not as many not as many fans and everything like that. My phone were working, so I was getting the goal notifications coming through. I'm sure you were exactly the same, and, and seeing that all the other teams were were winning around us, it's like, oh, it was just so annoying, weren't it? Yeah, I can't. <clears throat> I mean, like you say, last couple of weeks, you know, if you'd have said we've won three games on bounce we'd probably been out of relegation. But again, we're still second bottom and we haven't moved. But the uh, the points have got closer, even though them other teams have still got points. So it, it's it's just crazy, isn't it? I think that uh, if you look at the league from league table after yesterday's results, it's really concertinaed quite a lot of teams very, very close to us. Um, like you said, I think Rotherham are gone. And, um, it's brought, I think, I, I can't think uh, what it was. I think we're only about four, four or five points off 15th or something ridiculous it's it's really really brought it close together so yeah you know thankfully yes I, 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 like you relieved that final whistle went you know after another seven and a half minutes of out of time and we get the three points yes we don't jump above anybody or jump out of that bottom three but uh we certainly um keep that pressure on them because um and we, we just need to win we just need to keep that momentum because the teams above us surely can't keep just winning all time it's it's yeah. just not right that i mean we'll drill into some of the more specifics of like the of the game in, in a second but that first half neil we absolutely battered rotherham there were times where they couldn't even get ball out of out of their own half you know they were they were going long i think their game plan was I said before the game I thought they were going to make it a battle and I think they did. You know they were dragging us down and you know left, right, and centre. They didn't put any. I wouldn't say there were any fruity tackles that they that were flying in, but certainly the dark arts were at show. You know the holding on to. I mean Ugbo. I think he swapped shirts after about ten minutes with their defender. You know, it was just <laughs> he definitely wanted that shirt off him. We were dragging him down, not letting him pass. Which, yeah, I. I I get that's kind of part of football, but um, you know they, they were they, they certainly had a game plan. And I, again, I spoke before and I said that we needed to just to stick to ours. And I thought that the quality had shined through. And and some of the football deal that we were playing in that first half were absolutely fantastic, weren't they? That little, little link up play and one twos, little triangles, and and I thought Masaba and, and Paveda especially had all the freedom down down both sides, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um... I mean, we started we started the game really well. Um, it, it was core commentary actually on the uh, television, um, John Pearson and Ronnie Moore, um, ex uh, Rotherham manager, and he, he was just saying that Rotherham were getting absolutely battered. He says they, they can't get out of their own half. It, it were like attack and defence, but we kept the ball, we penetrated at the right times, we made the um, you know got in behind their fullbacks countless times in that first half. Masaba were. Um, certainly an upgrade on his uh, five out of ten performance from last week, um, and he seemed to be on it. And just that, just that link up play and, and that, yeah, yeah it, it, you know, how uh, we didn't go in three or four nil got up at half time. I, I, I can't, I, you know, scratch my head to be honest. But yeah, definitely um, overall deserved to win. Dominant, dominant first half. Like, I mean, I don't know what the the chat were like at the ground, but 
you're scratching your head thinking how how we're not how we're not in front of you. Obviously, we thought we were in front, which uh, I'm sure we'll talk about. But um, you know how, how we were two or three goals up in that first half. I'll never know, but you know we were, and like you say, a dogged a dogged performance second half because um, they did sort of improve. Um, and uh, end of day, clean sheet, clean sheets win your games, and you only need one goal. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I were really impressed in, though in that in that first half, just how relentless it was. It was just it was just like wave after wave after wave, and I think now, yeah, like you said, Masaba's uh, had a had a better performance seemingly. Uh, only wants to play when he's uh, away from home. You know, Millwall away a great a great performance. Uh, Rotherham away as well, and. Starting to, he was starting to use that pace that he's got as well. Um, just, I know we spoke last week about you know just knock it past him. He, he wasn't quite doing that, but but just again, once you've beat your your you know, opposing number at least once, especially if you do it early on, then you're onto a winner really because they're just going to be panicking. And if you know if you beat them again, then then that's it. The manager's going to be starting trying to make changes to try and try and combat that. And I think you know. Uh, Liam Richardson were going uh, apoplectic at, at someone at, at some point because Perveda, I mean, they, they started double up, doubling up on Perveda in that first half and I think they, they clearly changed something in the second because, um, you know, Perveda didn't really get in the game in, in the second half. But certainly in the first, they were, it were, it were going mad at how, how much space he were allowed and there were times where there were even three, three men around him and he still danced past them or, or won a foul. Um, so... So yeah, it would it would just great to see. I mean, obviously they were kicking towards the, the away fans in the first half as well, and it was literally like they were just camped in in that Rotherham half for yeah for for the, for the full forty five minutes. I can't really remember Rotherham having much of a chance in in that first half, but yeah, you just on the on the whole context of the of the <coughs> game as as a whole, I'm, I'm just it, it's like chalk and cheese what what we're seeing you now from from earlier on in the season to to where we are now, and, and like I said. He was obviously three wins on the bounce. It's four wins out of his last five. I think if you look at the form, we're third for for the last five games. There's only Ipswich yeah. and Leeds who, ironically, we we play after after Plymouth in the, in this little run. Yeah. There's only those two sides that have picked up more points than us so far this season out of his last five, which is mental. I think if you extend that a bit further, I think QPR are one of the teams that are even higher up, which is a bit bit of a shame. Um, Certainly for us, anyway. But but yeah, Neil, what what's the reason for this upturn in, in fortune? Then it does seem like January windows <coughs> shut, and, we, and we've all of a sudden just gone on a run. It, it's not just as simple as Pervada and Ugbo, or is it? I don't know. Um, I don't I don't think it's as simple as that. I think to be honest, I think the the, the reality check was the Huddersfield game, and I think I mentioned on it last week where they had this meeting afterwards, and and uh, Danny Rolls being completely honest with players. I dare say they have with him, and uh, since then there's just been this sort of flick of a switch, really, where um, there's I mean you you can obviously see the togetherness when when we're playing, when we score a goal, and uh, you know after the game the celebration with the players and the supporters is, and even Danny Rolls, the togetherness has really sort of solidified in the last month really after that Huddersfield game I think that was kind of like the straw that brought the camels back but I think it also um, adjusted Danny Rowe's um, outlook on how are we going to tackle this and how, how are we going to survive and 
I think we touched on it last week, and I know that people are having debate show with that little change in formation and that little bit of, uh, you know, drawing some of the experiences from Chris Powell and Pedersen. And we've just approached it a little bit differently without changing his overall principles. So I think the change in approach, um, that squad togetherness, and I think since that Huddersfield game, it's really come together. And obviously, um, that's doubled with the fact that Pervade has come in, Ugbo's now you know, on fire, and they've had that little bit of extra time to settle in with the squad as well. Um, I think Will Volks did the pre-match um, interviews um, uh, during the week, and he mentioned that Pervada's like just slotted straight in there, you know, playing his Colombian music, and you can sense that he, he, he's bought into it straight away. So I think that's what the upturn is, really. Like from the Huddersfield game, is that there's just been this flick of the switch. We've all rolled the sleeves up, and you've got you know, Bannon, Palmer that have been there last year, that are the main sort of experienced players from that group. Yeah. Who know what it's about. And and it's that I think I think that's just it really. They've literally just come together as a group and gone, We are rolling our sleeves up and we're gonna do this. We're gonna stick to his principles. Yeah, we do a few tweaks and a few changes and he even made a change when he did the subs yesterday. And it's working so yeah, long may it continue because I still think we're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, really. It, it was that Huddersfield game. And I think up until that point, maybe he's thinking that you know, everything he's doing is right and he's working towards an end goal. And then that 4-0, 4-0 loss <coughs> probably made him think, well, actually, wait a minute, we need some points here. Not not that he wasn't looking at the points beforehand, but he probably thought that if we just carry on yeah. the way that we're doing, you know, uh, I know... Tom on, on Twitter looks at all these expected points and, and everything else and, and maybe Danny Rail's looking at something similar and thinking if you just keep playing like this we'll, we'll get enough points to stay up and then we have a, a setback like that and you know another result's not going our way and, and the gap I think went back to eight points I think it was after the Huddersfield game so he, he looks at that and goes wait a minute like maybe I, maybe time's running out and if I carry on doing what I'm doing I maybe I'm not going to get the points that that I'm expected because you know we, we're not on we're not we're not matched on expected points we're on reality of, of where exactly we are and and yeah I think you're right it is, it is probably was a reality check I mean we spoke last week or a couple of weeks ago saying that 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 result probably knocked him down a peg or two I don't mean that in a in a bad way just in just in terms yeah. of like Wait a minute! Like I need, I need to do something different here. And, and fair play, he has changed it, and, he, and he's and he's done it, and he, he openly admits, you know, what he's changed. Got gone a little bit more. I don't want to say direct because I do think we still play, you know, between the lines. But in terms of going from back to front, we're, we're doing it a little bit quicker, um, and 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 playing in a more more well playing in a more effective way. I'd have, I'd have to say because well, the the results are showing that, aren't they? Really? Look, I know the, the teams, you know, the teams that we've beat. The teams that are down there, but look, you can only beat the team that's in front of you. And I don't care who this win win comes up against. You know, we've we just got to we've just got to win the games. Um, let's talk about some of these chances then that we had and uh, and everything in, in in the first half in a bit more detail. I mean, Ugbo had a chance fairly early on. You know, Masaba fantastic work down the left. I thought he actually lost the ball initially, and then mm. I've no idea how he how he came away with it, but. He put the afterburners on, and I don't know who their I don't know who their um, right back was. It a Dolphin or Kiosa? I'm not sure which one it was, but he couldn't chase him. He couldn't live with him. If he, he fell over, I thought the ref were going to give a foul or something at first. You know that that's what normally happens. I mean, it wasn't a foul. He just, he just tripped himself up. Um, and then I know I said at the top that I'd want I'd want Ugbo six yards out, but Ugbo was six yards out and. 
it was a great stop by uh, by their their defender that you know kind of on the line to, to block it. I must admit, Neil, I thought we'd scored at that point when he when he when he squared it across. I yeah. thought goal, goal, yeah. And I think uh, <laughs> I think Ugbo actually starts it off. It comes into Ugbo, he lays it into Bannon. Bannon dinks it through to Masaba on the wing. He obviously beats the fullback who you know trips over his laces, whatever. And then Ugbo's as soon as he's laid that ball off, he's like, right, I'm getting in that box. Yeah. And then obviously Masaba gets in the box and you know, he did everything right, Ugbo. Um, but yeah, the defender got a great a great blocking really. I thought I were off I were off my chair in middle at night, obviously. Yes. Oh no, it's just wide. But yeah. Uh, again, that quick combination as well, like we've said, just you just touched on it there a bit where um it's not direct as such where long ball direct, but it's it's three three or four passes and we're from one from the defence through to the other side, and we built in fullbacks. And I think um, yesterday, um, as we sort of touched on it earlier, we were uh, Masaba and Paveda beating their fullbacks. And obviously, that's something that Danny Rose in, um, highlighted in his analysis. Because I mean, you know what he's like. He's, he's this this thorough, thorough perfectionist in some way. So it was like bang, bang, bang through to Masaba. And yeah, I thought it was one 0 but unfortunately, it wasn't at that stage. But yeah, it's one of them. I think Neil like. If you throw enough shit at the wall, it, something's going to stick. In terms of if you have enough shots on goal, one of them's going to eventually go in. And, and you know, you look yesterday, seventeen shots we had. I know <coughs> quite a lot of them, lot of them were blocked, and we only had four shots on target in the end. But again, it's one of those. If you keep, yes, you can. We, we could do what Leicester do and just pass it around the back for for an age and and, and kind of you know have seventy odd percent possession. But one, I don't think. The fans, you know, I don't think we'd accept that. To be fair, I mean, I know if I know Leicester, Leicester lost the weekend. I think they lost a few now, but um, and I'm sure we'd obviously we'd swap where where we are in terms of league position. But right now, it's just a case of we need to get the job done, and we need to get the job done as quickly as we possibly can. And and that's you know, if you, we need the fans on side, how do you do that? Have shots, create chances, mm. and everything. And and the fans naturally, the fans will lift. And and you know throughout that first half, especially, you know the chance, chance after chance after chance, it were building. And you and I mean, it did get to the point where you're thinking, are we ever going to score? But at least thinking, you know, at least we're having these chances, as opposed to you know on the flip side and Rotherham thinking, Christ, how many goals is it going to be? If you you know, it's, it, mm. it could easily be yeah. be the opposite way. Um, Volks then had a free kick. I know he had a free kick for the disallowed goal, but this other one, you know, it caught me off guard totally. They only had one man in the wall, and I think that probably made his decision, you know, and, and obviously the, the keeper's well over to the to the to the left hand side as he's looking. <clears throat> and yeah, it caught it caught me by surprise. He's hit it gone for the near post and if it weren't for the athleticism of their their keeper, who I think is a, a quality keeper, by the way, Victor Hansen, I think he, I'm surprised he's still at Rotherham, to be honest. Um, maybe maybe he's going to go in the summer, but yeah, he got mm. across and it was going to sneak in in that near post, weren't it? It was, yeah. And do you know what? He might not have even, um, I think it was the shape of the team where, it, I thought his deliveries from some of free kicks yesterday were, were fantastic, by the way. Obviously the, the offside goal and, and stuff, but I think that, Everybody expected him to put it in box. Even even probably the rest of the team did. But he saw opportunity, and it would, you know, it would, if it had been another five yards further forward, it, the keeper wouldn't have got to there because it, it, it fair whipped it in. So yeah, inventive, caught him out. Um, yeah, I think you, I think Will Volk seemed really up for it yesterday as well. Do you think that comes with a bit of confidence? Um, I don't. 
I don't want to say swagger because I don't think a team that's 23rd can have a bit of swagger, but the, the fact that we have been winning games of, of late and the fact that, you know, at that point we, we were on top. Do, do you think if we're, if we're not winning games, do you think he tries that or not? I, I don't know. I think um, listening to his pre-match uh, interview, I think somebody asked him that he hadn't scored for 12 months. Obviously, it was against his old team. And then he might have just thought, I'm going to hit this because keeper's out. I can ping this in. And he were, like I said, I think he were really up for it yesterday because it were against Rotherham and he wanted that goal. So maybe he just wanted that goal, but yeah, he didn't quite, but good effort for, I think, caught everybody by surprise. Yeah, I mean, it would have been class if it had gone in, to be honest, because it would have been, been in one of those goals that you're like, it's gone in. No, you know, not really knowing how, <laughs> how it's happened um, and everything. Let's talk about this disallowed goal then. Uh, Akin from Awell gets on the end of a, a Will Volk's cross. By the way, before we talk about the absolutely ridiculous decision to disallow it, <laughs> that the movement from Awell, you know, he, he, start, he starts off well onside. Uh, and to get, you know, the, the ball in with Fantastics, it evades everyone. And to, you know, to, to run, get on the end of it. I mean, it, that's all he needed to do, to be honest, because the, the ball had all the pace on it. He just needed to direct it in. Uh, keeper had absolutely no chance as well, and you know it was a it was a great finish, weren't it? Yeah, I, I touched I touched on it last week about us not scoring from set players and corners and stuff, and I was more pleased that we scored from something like that. You know, ball in box, defender heads it in, you know, one 0 and and then and then and then they stopped celebrating straight away, and I thought, what is going on off offside? And then he, they played replay, and I'm like, no way! He's, he's, he, I think he's still three yards onside when he scored. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah, unbelievable decision. But yeah, great, great delivery from Volk. Good header. Um, yeah, and like you say, I bet you were going mental in that way and, and briefly cut your celebration short. Yeah, I were, but Steve Ogui, he saw it straight away. I had not, I'd not seen the the flag at, at all. Um, he's like it's disallowed, and, and then as in in real time, I'm probably thinking, mm, yeah, maybe he has gone a, a little bit too early. But all you see is kind of three or four Wednesday players, you know, all just all in that same area, and obviously. And I knew Firmino had edited it in, um, mm. probably mainly because of his, he, he was leading the celebrations as uh, as he scored. But you know, you said he noticed it straight away. He's, he was running towards the the liner, who obviously had his flag up, which is why they why they saw it. Um, but kind of in real time, I'm probably thinking maybe he could have been offside. You know, in terms of because I know you said he was still yeah. onside when he headed it, but you think like he, he did get a bit of a march on him, but that's just because he, mm. he, he gave himself a bit of a head start to, to get there. And when the ball's kicked, he's a good two or three yards on side. Like he's he, yeah. maybe not, maybe not quite yards, but he's a, he's a couple of feet on the side when he, uh, when he, when the ball gets kicked. And I think I mean, it don't matter in the end, does it? Because we, we've won the game one no, nil. It don't. Had we not won the game, it's it's a massive turning point in the game. Absolutely, yeah, and it's. I think it's a, a mistaken identity. I think the Equa was slightly offside when balls being kicked initially. Um, whether he's thinking he scored or what, I don't know. But um, that's my only that's my only <laughs> sort of thought process in regards to why he's given it. Um, and yeah, like you say, these these games are, are made on these decisions. We spoke last week about that referee last week who did made some really good decisions and, and had a good game. But, um, you know, I can understand the logistics with VAR and I'm not particularly a massive fan of VAR, but if that's a VAR decision, that's a goal every day of the week. Well, to be fair, that is a perfect advocate for VAR, isn't it? Because in my yeah. understanding, is VAR, VAR were brought in to overturn 
clear and obvious mistakes. Now, that yeah. goal being ruled out yesterday was a clear and obvious mistake. So that that for me, that's what it should be used for. I don't want fucking yeah. drawing lines on pitch and in, in, in one of you. I mean, we can talk about VAR an, another time. It's an, it's an, another topic. I, I just think. 10 or 15 seconds, if you cannot come up with a decision in 10 or 15 seconds from looking at it on a video, it ain't clear and obvious and just go with whatever yeah. the referee said on the pitch. So if, if he looked at that and gone, hmm, can't really tell, like straight away, don't fucking draw lines on pitch. Just go, what, what, what did Lido think? Well, he thought you were offside. Right, it's offside then. And then, and then just go, what? Because it's, it, you know, it's not about like trying to find... So I think sometimes when you when you watch the Premier League, they're trying to find find something to to disallow the goal, and that's not really really there. But yeah, like yeah. when when I mean it, it was only at half time when I kind of w- watched, and I know you put the little videos on, and it was at that point when I kind of looked at it and and I kind of stopped it as he kicked it, and I'm like, you can't really tell who who it is, but everyone's on side. Like as as the ball gets yeah. kicked, and I wouldn't say I was fuming because I we were massively on top of the game. If that's against Leicester, you know, and, and, uh, and we're getting hammered and then it, we, we score a goal that gets choked off. I probably feel a little bit different, but the fact that we were on top, mm. I was like, I think, I think we can still do it, but it still didn't, it still didn't sit right at all really. And I think you're right. It's probably, it's just a case of mistaken identity. <clears throat> and we weren't finished there with the chances in the first half though, because um, Perveda had one. You know, we spoke about yeah. the little magician last week, and we've already spoke about him already today. I thought he had, you know, an excellent first half, and he just gets to that byline with ease. I don't just mean in this instance; I mean just every single game. Like he, he, he can, he's got that the the knack of and, and the, those tricky feet that players can't touch him because they know that as soon as they go in to dive in, he's gone and he's gone past you. He's got, you know, he's that good. Um, it, you know what? Someone behind me was saying it just shows you how good you know uh, was it Willie Notto and um, whoever mm. else Leeds have got how good they must be for Pavida not even to get a sniff at Leeds like it just shows yeah. How, yeah. how how much better they are um, but yeah he got to the byline I thought he was going to stand it up very much like you know the the goal that we scored um, against Bristol City but. It shows he's, he's not just a one-trick pony, is he? Because he, he cut inside, and from where I was stood, it looked like it were very close, but it just flashed past that that left-hand post, didn't it? Yeah, it, it, it was close. And, and like you say, like, like you've just said then, I think <clears throat> he's comfortable on both sides. Like he dinked one with his right foot to back post last week against Bristol City. Um, he's obviously his left foot favourable, but uh, I think he just tried to hit it a little bit too hard, if I'm honest. And... Um, He's got that bit of whip on it, but if it had just taken a little bit of pepper off it, it would have been, it would have been, because um, keeper were nowhere. But um, yeah, he's getting close to his goal. I think yeah, I can. I mean, I know how looking at him celebrating other people's goals and end at game. If he scores, he's gonna go. He's gonna go mental. But he's he's very. Um, I thought he's. Uh, I think someone put up on. Um, on Twitter, his, his post afterwards saying rugby union FC or something because he he were getting he were getting kicked and pulled left right and centre and um, yeah he's, he's what, he, he looked like he, he looked like he'd been playing for dog and duck because he would he would he would just <laughs> mud from top to bottom. Um, I mean, I normally don't like the players that have the the socks rolled down and and, and everything you know very Jack Grealish esque. I, I, I normally think now I'm very traditional. Me shirt tucked in, socks pulled right up, uh, and, every, and everything else. Uh, is it? But 
it, I, I, you know, football fans are fickle, and I'm one of those because uh, it can it can wear no socks for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's, Wait, is it? Is it? He's only got he's only got junior socks on anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's only slight, you know. He's um, but oh, we, we don't need to wax lyrical about him. We we all know our what we think of Jan Pervedo, Ian Pervedo is obviously all the away, yeah. um, away commentary. Don't, don't, fall in love, don't fall in love with a lone player, James. You know these rules. <laughs> we do it every time, don't we? We do it every single time. Um, there's always at least one that we, have to, that we have to fall in love with. And we spoke on the debate show in midweek how, you know, we need to sign him. Like, we, we just need to, need to go and sign him. But unfortunately... He's put himself in that shop window, hasn't he? You know, other clubs mm. will be looking at him and thinking, you know, we need to, we need to pick him up. Maybe he don't like. Hopefully, he don't like travelling too far, and he can stay because I'm sure he's probably just staying where he's been staying whilst he's been at Leeds. And hopefully, he gets a bit yeah. travel sick, uh, and he don't want to. He don't want to travel too far. And I can't really see Barnsley being a team that's going to uh, snap Jan Pervader <laughs> up. To, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. Half time. I mean, there was another chance for Masaba had, had, had a had a shot that went over the bar with a good a good deflection. Um, but let's just skip ahead to half time. What did you think? Because for me, uh, the, you know, as much as I've just said that it were coming and we were creating a lot of chances. Is that thing in the back of your mind thinking? It had all the hallmarks of Rotherham going down the other end and nicking a goal and it being a frustrating one nil defeat. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. I mean, I, that's that's what I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking we, oh, we should have been three or four nil up at half time, or at least a couple of goals to, to up. Uh, and obviously having that one rolled out, but um, I, I didn't. I didn't actually on that first half performance. I thought, no, we're not going to lose this game. We're not going to lose this game. So um, obviously we expected um, uh, Rotherham to come out second half, and, and they, uh, to be honest, I think they huffed and puffed a little bit. I don't think they had any real major chances. Maybe the one towards the end uh, when Bannon's cleared off the line, but they, they kind of huffed and puffed, really. Um, so, yeah, professional performance in the second half for me. Um, got the goal nice at a good time as well. Yeah. what Just on Rotherham, what, what did you think to him? Because... I'm not. I'm not just saying this. I, I thought they were absolutely awful. I thought they were dreadful. Yeah. Like they were going for long ball, um, which mm. maybe that's their. I think that is their style. I think they are. When you when you look at how direct a team is, you know, which is you know going from front to back, they do it in the least amount of passes and <coughs> the quickest as possible. I don't mean it's very effective because it comes straight back. Um, but you just. You know, I thought we. I thought we dealt with it well, and they just didn't have. I thought that you know, there was a lot. They made a lot of mistakes. Balls going out of play, mm. mis, you know, miscontrolling the ball. I don't know whether that's just down to a confidence thing or or ability. I'm I'm not. You know, I don't watch enough for Rotherham to to be able to make a comment on that. Mm. But just from that showing there, I know you've got to, we've got to take credit for for making them look like that. I guess, but it's no surprise that they've they sat with 19 points because it would just. No. It just felt too easy, especially in that first half, uh, you know, which obviously we've we've been talking about, and and yeah, the, the, I just couldn't see as much as I've just said. I thought Rotherham were going to nick a goal. Like, I, I I couldn't see them scoring. I didn't. I mean, they didn't even have a shot on target in the first half. Like, I, I felt for. Yeah. I really I feel for the Rotherham fans a little bit. Like, I mean, to watch that week in week out, it's almost like us in the first ten games, just but for the full duration of the season, isn't it? 
Yeah, don't, don't remind me of the first 10 games. But, um, yeah, um, I, I think they were yeah they were poor. I think second half, like I said, I think they huffed and puffed. I don't really think they created that many chances, if if any at all. I can't remember Beadle making a, a direct save as such. I think the best chance that they had were this uh, that free kick that, that Cafu took and that Hugo or whatever his goal it hit him on the head and went it went wide. But uh, that, that Cafu were making me... Um, chuckled to myself because he had two or three free kicks and he were taking these measured paces like as if he were Cristiano Ronaldo and then he his delivery were absolutely it, shocking and I thought who does he think he is this bloke I mean he's got obviously you link him to Cafu from the and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage Nissan Townstar EV strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable Look, just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five year warranty and with a bench full of all star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all star quality search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all star van centre to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The famous Brazilian, but like, he's, he's more like cat poo than anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's not. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I've never even heard I've never even heard of him. I don't even know where he's, uh, where he's from. I'm going to have a look if he actually played yeah. for any decent sides. Let's have a look. Uh, Olympiacos, he was at Forest. Um, he was yeah. at Forest in 20, between 21 and 23. Um, he's played for Vitoria Guimaraes. Is that the team that um, Semedo were Sorry. from? Uh, Portuguese team. I don't know. But yeah, he, he just made me laugh when he was lining up these free kicks as, as if he were going to, you know, rattle it in the top bins like Ronaldo. And then he kind of missed it, that one that hit Hugel on the head. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I think that was their, that, that their sort of most dangerous chance. They, they, had one, the little, the, they had one that just went over the bar, didn't they? Um, a right-footed shot that... You know, look, look uh, like yeah, it were yeah. close, but Beadle probably had it covered. Um, and then, I mean, we might as well we might as well talk about this because we come on to it. But Bannon with that stop off the line, I, th- I thought that were in. I, I thought that yeah. were it. I thought they'd, they'd scored at that point, either that or I thought it was going to be an own goal. But Bannon just brilliant—that's what you get from Barry Bannon, isn't it? Hundred and ten percent effort, right place, right time doing it like you know he, yeah. he bleeds blue and white and he'll do everything in his powers to to help us stay up and i, yeah. I, I thought that when I mean, we'd scored by that point and i, I just thought this is it <laughs> one one i like, thought i mean to, to be honest i i know that bannon has his um uh, some some for some reason some fans criticize him because he's getting a bit older but i thought yesterday he was that. He was everything like the heartbeat of the team. Yeah, not necessarily the the go to, obviously, because we've got a bit of Pervader magic coming through now. But I think just his energy. I think at one point he was the furthest man forward, running after Gaper to put him under pressure. His energy, his all round game. And when I'm when I'm saying that for I don't is he 34, 35 almost? Is 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 defensive? Obviously, he's, he's cleared it off the line. 
um, within the six-yard box, but then the next minute he's up at the other end. So he's just his all-round game yesterday. I thought just in sense of that leadership and that, like you said, bleed blue and white. I thought uh, him and Palmer yesterday were fantastic because they get it. And and I think he he sort of ran off didn't he after the game towards supporters and given the, you know, punch in the air and stuff, saying, get in there, because he does bleed blue and white. He's been there a long time, he gets it. But yesterday, I thought, you know, his defensive and offensive work rate was, you know, a, a proper leader yesterday. Yeah. I, I, I certainly single him out yesterday. 34 years old, Barry Bannon is. First uh, of December, 1989, uh, is when he's going to turn 35. Um just a right. couple of months older than me. Um, so, uh, yeah, certainly it's had a, a little bit younger than me. That's all I know. Certainly had a better, <laughs> certainly had a better career uh, than, than I've had anyway. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, let, let's talk about the goal then. Um, lovely, intricate passing around the box. Ugbo, Bannon, uh, Gasama as well, all working, all working well. It's funny because, um, just as we, as the ball comes across, obviously I think, you know, we, we've got it into a good area. We pass it around the edge of the box. I, I'm shouting shoe. You know, I, I'm I'm thinking that Bannon's going to going to let fly, but the pass that comes across it, it comes onto his right foot, and and he has to kind of readjust and control it again. And I, and I, and I say, oh, Bannon's not got a right foot, has he? And then we you know, we, we kind of a couple more pa- a couple of passes later, Gasama then slips uh, slips I offer in, and I go. He has though, <laughs> and, and you know, I offer. He's just come on as well, only a couple of minutes before. He's bombing down that right hand side, and then the pass in for in for Ugbo. The movement again. I've said this a few times already. Uh, I think it was was it the Birmingham game where where he had some some excellent movement. But he's if you watch him, he gets in between the, in between the two defenders first and foremost. That's deliberate. Mm. You know, he, he, the defenders on him. He, he kind of moves out of the way, gets in between the two defenders, and then he knows when that ball's going to come across because he makes a run, you know, t- to meet the ball. The defender has to go across the, you know, to block that cross that's coming across the six-yard box. If it does, it done. It's pulled back, and then, yeah, like I said at the top, he ain't going to miss. Uh, he ain't going to miss one chance. He did, <laughs> but he's, not, he's certainly not going to miss two chances from uh, from that distance. And and yeah, six goals in five games, like it's. He's mental, isn't it? The the yeah. he can't stop yeah. scoring. No, that's it, and and it, it was a really well worked goal, like you say. I think it sort of popped out on the left side, and they reworked it across Bannon on his right foot, as you rightly said. Oh, he catch you, and then it were. I think he, he's played it into Masaba, out to Gasama, into Dom, and those are the two substitutes. You brought them on two minutes earlier, which you know, to be honest, I thought that. I don't know if we touch on the subs, but I thought they were a bit strange. But yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. That, yeah, you can't you can't say that they didn't work because Gasama's played Domin. Like you said, good movement from Ugbo, knows where to be. Very similar to that goal he scored of the week. Um, but again, training ground goal if you like. Ugbo scores again. Like he, he's he's just on fire. And yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. It's been studying the ground. I didn't know who scored. <clears throat> Obviously, until we, you know, until this, this we start singing the the, the Ugbo song. I, I didn't really care. Yeah. I didn't really care who scored. If I'm honest, as well, when when it goes when it goes in, it, there is a bit of trepidation. You know, when you when you've had one goal that's been choked off and you made yourself look like an absolute idiot, um, you, you don't want the same <laughs> thing to happen again. So it goes in, and I'm like, you know, what I mean, like. 
I'm a bit yeah. subdued in me in my celebrations. There were other people that weren't subdued. It went absolutely mental in that away end, you know, especially where where I were. I'm sure it was the same across the whole uh, across that whole stand. Um, yeah, Rotherham fans got face on big time. You know, they were um, they they didn't like it. I mean, why are you, why yeah. are you going to like it? But um, coppers had to start running into that. To, into that home end and, and everything else which you know it's just, it's just funny in it when yeah. you're winning and they're losing yeah. it's just um it's just funny yeah i'm getting um i'm getting kenwin jones vibes from eco but not not where i plays yeah. not his celebrations nothing like that just the fact that you know kenwin jones had um what seven goals in six games it was seven in seven but he actually didn't score in his last yeah. game so it was you know let, let's say it was seven in six He's now six in five, so he's, he's not he's not far off. I know he's played eight games uh, in all competitions or nine games in all competitions. I think Ugbo. Um, but if we're just talking about you know the games since he's uh, since he scored his first, yeah, six in five, and he's you know Kenwin Jones when he came, it were it was fantastic. It was so, it was so short, weren't it? It was like a a, a month loan mm. from Southampton. Scored pretty much every single game that he played in, and it it does feel like that's Ek Ugbo at the moment. Yeah, and you know, I think um, we've won every. I think we might have won every game that he scored in as well. So that's uh, another um, thing that's been positive. But yeah, I, I remember the Kenwin Jones seven in seven, and uh, that was when we uh, got promoted last time from League One. Um, but yeah, a, yeah, scoring the goals, getting in the right areas. He's obviously um, well, he's, he's probably a massive confidence player. You know, he came from. Cardiff and I've got a, I've got a mate who supports Cardiff. He says, "Oh yeah, he's, he's lazy. He don't really work hard. Can't see him scoring many goals." But um, you know, he, he fits in. And and to me, to me, um, I think we mentioned before previously about him. He, he might not have been the number one target for Danny Roll to bring in. We'd, we'll never know that. But obviously, he's a Danny Roll signing. As so is so Perveda, and and these boys are now. Um, doing the business for him. So, you know, credit to Danny Roll in that regards of identifying him and knowing that he can um, adapt to his philosophies and, and the way that he plays. So, yeah. Would you would you sign him on a permanent basis then? He's 25 years old. Um, I mean, I'm just looking on transfer market. He went, apparently went for 3 million euros back in 22 from Genk to the side that he's at now, which is Troy's. Um he went for three and a half million from Chelsea's under twenty threes to Genk before that. That's Euros, mm-hmm. by the way. Um he's un- he's under contract until the summer of twenty twenty six, so he's still got a couple of years left on his uh, on his contract. Would you would you sign him? I mean, I know it's probably a bit of a silly question because, you know, when he's scoring when he's the only player that's scoring goals for you, then I suppose the obvious answer is probably say yes, but what, what 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 would you do? Yeah, I think I mean obviously depending on where we are in terms of as 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 league position and whatever what league we're in next year, massive factor. But again, right age for me, twenty four, twenty five, whatever he is. Masaba played with Masaba before. I think their connection is really good. I think Masaba's twenty two, right kind of age for his players moving forward. Danny Roll kind of signing. Um, so yeah, if you ask me now, silly question in, in, indeed, especially with six in five. But yes, is the answer. But it, it's all about where we are next season and what what uh, backing Danny Roll gets. Yeah, uh, in regards to any any sort of signings, really. I think we were talking about this on on the debate show as well about you know signings, loan signings that we've made permanent. Um, 
I think it was, uh, I can't really think of one, but Reese James, obviously we made that permanent, didn't we, this season. It's probably because it's not really worked out for him this year uh, mm. versus last. Um, going back, I think... Uh, Daniel Padil was another one that we, back in 2015, 16, that we, we had him on loan initially and signed him on a permanent. I go back to Mikel Antonio is another one that we that we did the same, but there's not there hasn't been many, have we, that we've that we've made permanent. And I'm surprised really, mm. because it's not that every loan signing's not worked, but then I suppose really, I, I, I guess it, there's a massive factor in with the club that he's come from. You know, if they're just letting a player go out to to gain some game time, which you know especially happens at those players that are a little bit younger, then then you know it, it don't. Yeah, they, they they go back to their club, the club that they've been at. Whereas if it's just because they're out of favour, then yeah, they make, they look to sign them, and then maybe we're not in that position to spend the money that that they're wanting. You know, um, but no, I, I would certainly based, based on what I've seen at the <coughs> moment. He's just clinical. He's yeah. and, he, and his work rate, I think, goes a little bit unnoticed. Like, especially yesterday, there were times where he's chasing down the. They're, they're trying to break down. I've you know whichever side it is, especially down the you know, their right, our left in the second half, and you see him. He's absolutely busting a gut just to close them down and put a bit of pressure on. Which, as a striker, that's that's something that you know not many strikers do. Yeah, and I think yesterday as well, he, he kind of had to deal with a different opposition in the sense that it was Rugby Union FC, if you like. And um, I, I think that's why he kept him on. When he brought Smith on, he's kept Ugbo on for that, uh, you know, in them pockets in that 10 space because then Smith, Smith, I mean, we all know that Smith gets mugged every week when he plays up front because, you know, he's a bit of a, a, bit of a unit himself. But I think uh, Ugbo yesterday showed a different side of him where defenders were kind of trying to mug him really and it it it, it didn't really sort of um, find them opportunities as much but going back to that opportunities as well he's like I think he only had that two chances yesterday one one on target which were blocked by a defender other one he's putting back at net so his, his chance to goal ratio um, given his fact that he hit the post a couple of times in his first few games and then chances, I think we touched on it last week, where um, I think he came out with some shots and goals ratio that he's got. His conversion rate is quite, you know, pretty decent, to be honest. Yeah, he don't need, he don't need many, does he? He doesn't need many chances. Uh, we said we're going to talk about them subs. Um, we made subs on <laughs> 63 and 64 minutes. Uh, Smith, Gasama and Iofa were the three that came on uh, to replace uh, Volks, Perveda and Valentin. Yeah, when um, when Perveda came off, I was scratching my head a little bit thinking, like, whenever whenever you take your perceived, perceived best player off, I'm always like, what, what are you doing? Like, what, why is he coming yeah. off? I think, you know, Steve O'Gooey made a f- great point that in the second half... It wasn't as effective as in the first, and I think sometimes, you know, clearly Danny Real, we changed the system. You know, Ugbo dropped in that in that ten role uh, and everything else, and you know he's come out and explained himself, which is which is nice and refreshing to see. Um, mm. But but yeah, we, on the face of it, initially, you, I, were you like me, a bit a bit perplexed? A wife, yeah. I think I put on Twitter. I went, "Oh, they're strange substitutes," and then obviously I got flooded with messages afterwards. Say, "Oh, it worked though. It worked though." Um, so yeah, even um, like Paul Valentin for Dom, you can kind of understand that anyway. Um, I think Dom explained after the game about um, they just needed a bit more height and, and stuff in the defence, which is fair. Um, but yeah, taking Perveda off 
um, and Will Volks, to be honest. I thought Volks really had an excellent first half yesterday. He seemed up for it. He obviously went close with his free kick. He was putting tackles in, you know, that shithousery that he does every week. Uh, you were there. But I think, you know, when I thought about it afterwards as well, a good call in a sense because he was just getting a little bit frustrated with yeah. um, Volks and he might have been on close to a booking or, or a sending off, which we didn't need, obviously, because then you, you're up against it. So, you know, a fair play to, to roll. And I think one thing that he's shown throughout um, the course of him being with us is that he's not afraid to roll the dice and make them changes because he's very analytical and he's probably gone, like you've said, I'm, I'm, everyone's probably surprised that Pervader came off, but he weren't really in that second half when you think about it afterwards. So as a, as a coach, he's got to go, right, well, this is not working and this is not working. And overall, it was still nil-nil. I want to win this game. We need to win this game. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, at the time I'm going, oh, they're, at the time I'm like, oh, they're strange, strange choices. But then Gassama and I offer combined for the goal in two minutes later and then I've got egg on my face. But, you know, that's, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, the, it is very. I know I've already referenced champ, championship manager, football manager, but it does very it feels very much like that when you're playing that game, and you make the subs, and then they both combine. You think you're an absolute tactical genius, you know. You think you're the messiah. You're like, and, and I'm sure Danny really be thinking, you know, thinking himself exactly the same. He's thinking, yeah, I've made them subs. They both combine, got got the goal. I, you know, nobody can touch me, kind of thing. I <laughs> and everything else. But yeah, yeah, and he, he touched. He touched on it afterwards, didn't he? In an interview, he actually yeah. said, "You know, you've got to make them calls as a coach. Sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't, and it did. So, you know, you fair play to him. At least he is brave enough to make them calls as well." Yeah, right. Before let's uh, before we touch on the the three word match review, I'm just looking at the, the the league table. It's mad at the moment. These three teams on um, on 38 points. Two teams on 39, one team on 40, so they're three, four and five points uh, ahead of us at the moment, and that takes you up to 16th in the league. Um, I mean, that's just mental itself, how, how kind of concertina it's, uh, it's gone. And, I mean, the team that's five points away from us is Plymouth, and, and we take Plymouth on on Tuesday, which we'll talk about in a second. Um so that gap could be two to to them if we if we beat them on on Tuesday night. It's mental how we've we've you know, we've won three games on the spin. First time that we've done that all season uh, in the league. Uh, that is, by the way, because uh, we have actually done it in all competitions earlier on. But yeah, three wins on the spin. You, you've already said earlier we're not we've not moved from you know from being twenty third, but it could be you know, two of any of the teams from 16th down to 23rd that, that could that could get relegated. No, oh, it's, it's crazy. I mean, obviously, we've said about us, we're still winning and them teams are winning. We're still second bottom. We keep keep saying this, you know, this euphoria, all these wins and these celebrations, uh, which is fantastic, and this togetherness. We're still second bottom in the league. We're still not out of, out of that safety. Now we've got uh, 10 games left, is it? 11 games? 11 yeah. games left. Um, you know, uh, time's kind of ticking away. The season's getting shorter and shorter in terms of games. But yeah, the the amount of teams, even despite the results yesterday, that didn't necessarily go for us. The amount of teams that have been dragged into it, uh, you know, Blackburn, even Plymouth on on forty points, they're 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 not out of it. Are they? Like you say, we beat if we beat them in the midweek, we're only two points behind them, and they're fifteenth, uh, sixteenth in the league. So yeah, crazy league, but. Uh, and I, I said last week it's going to go to the wire 
Um, next next couple of games this week, especially with them being both home games, are, uh, again, another massive week. Yeah, I think they're all massive, aren't they? When you look at it, I, I, I don't. I'm not going to look at any game from now until the end of the season in the position that we're in and not say it's a huge, it's a huge game. And you know, people are going to say, "Oh, we're going to lose at some point. Maybe that defeat's going to come on Friday when we play when we play Leeds, and, and then it's Ipswich the week after that." But um, when, when for, for me, when I when I look at it, when I look at it all, and um, I'm just glad that there's there's more than one team in it, if you know what I mean. I'd I'd be a bit more mm. nervous if it's say, just Huddersfield <coughs> that you're chasing. Um, and, mm. and then, because, you know, not I know the vast majority of them did win at the weekend, but they didn't all win. So, and the I, I was quite impressed with the with the kind of positive spin that Danny Real put on it, which, yes, it's annoying. We've won a game, and so has everyone else. But what are they going to be thinking? Like, you know, what are... QPR have just gone to have just gone to Leicester, beat Leicester two one, and then they look and they go, oh, Canel, you know all the other teams behind us have have, have won. We, we know we're no we're no further forward. You know they're no further forward than us. <laughs> the gap is still exactly the same. You know the gap's still what three mm-hmm. points between uh, between us and them, and and they'll feel like they've got the biggest win. You know, win of their lives. I know it all come, you know, swings and roundabouts. We lost to, uh, you know, we lost to Leicester. Um, so the fact that they've beat them, they've, you could say they've got three points on us in certainly in that fixture. Um, but no, it, it, I, I was quite impressed with that little positive spin that uh, that he put on it. Um, right, let's uh, let's do the three word match reviews. Then I'll uh, I'll read. What what was your three word match review then? Just out of interest. Oh, do you know what? I can't remember. I've only had three hours sleep since then. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's. Uh, let, I'll read. I'll read some. Maybe, maybe I'll come across it when I'm. Uh, when I, we're staying up is what you put, Neil. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's it. Uh, Andy said, "Ugbo Ballon d'Or." Um, uh, Paul Pashley not going down. Nick uh, Rotherham was shite. Yeah, I agree. We said said that already. Yeah. Sean's gone with uh, Miller's just mullered. <laughs> um, Hasib gone for Sir Danny Roll Paul Richardson brilliant three points uh, Adam gone for EK EK Ugbo so so good they named him twice uh, David David's gone for needed the win yeah 100% like I said I think we need every single win from uh, from now uh, Dave O's gone with Toy Town fans crying <laughs> um, Dick Kevin said uh Nine off twelve, um, nine off twelve, nine points off twelve. Don't get that one. Yeah, yeah but yeah, it's true. But it's not. It's not four, four, three words, is it? Um, John, keep <laughs> it going. Dave uh, Ugbo once again, and I'll read one more out. Uh, Alan's gone with go sausage roll. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's brilliant. Nice right, let's. Um, I'm going to touch on a few, few of the players. Not necessarily this performance because, you know, he only had one save to make, but, you know, Beadle's now four clean sheets in uh, in eight games, which I think is the most out of any any goalkeeper so far this season, certainly for us anyway. Um, eight games, he's had nine goals conceded. I mean, four of those did come in uh, in one game. Mm. What, what, what do you, what have you made of Beadle's uh, contribution? Because, Again, you know, he's come in and we have had that upturn in form. I know I mentioned about um, 
um, Ugbo and Paveda are, are they are they the difference makers? But I must admit, I do, I do think the defense does look a lot more solid, and it's not been the same. You know, the I know we only made one change last time, but we we have it has been different people playing in that in that back line, and it. And but you know, we seem to be certainly a lot more solid anyway. Yeah, I think I mean, and you've got to remember, he's only nineteen. Is this kid? He's not even played. He's not even played at this level, has he? In Championship, he's obviously hit Oxford before or um, stuff like that. But yeah, I think um, uh, he's growing in the confidence. You can see that technically is 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 better than um, Dawson. Um, he's playing out. He's playing a bit longer as well. So he's he's, he's you know, improving in that. He even caught a couple of crosses yesterday, which I was quite impressed with, which <laughs> I were a bit apprehensive about that. But I think overall, in terms of like goalkeepers, um, whoever it is, it doesn't really care. It matters. If, if that goalkeeper is confident and um, can can do the things that's required, it gives the defence that confidence, you know, to play that ball back or or if he's... If, I mean, we, obviously... You can't sort of hear everything on the on the TV screens, and not necessarily at the ground. You don't know how much um, instructions he's giving um, to well, the, the defence. There well, was but... one. There was one bit. There was a there was a free kick that they had, and Beadle wanted three men in the wall. He only got two. Now, I don't know if you know if that was a Westwood. If he wants three men in mm. wall, he gets three men in wall. Do you know what I mean? And he, he kind of, we asked him for three. There was only Bannon, and I can't remember who the other one was that, that stood in the wall, but nobody else came mm. across. And, and it was, you know, maybe that's, he's, yeah. you know, yes, kind of assert himself <laughs> a little bit. And in my head, as that that free kick were being played out, I kind of thought, is that, is that, he needs to just forget about that. And that, you know, that can't play yeah. on his mind, you know, because I, I know for me, myself, if I'm going like three, I'd, I'd be getting myself worked up in that moment, and then perhaps like mm. just you know focusing on that, like oh why you know why is it not why is it not three minute wall, and then oh shit like something's happened as it happened it didn't you know nothing came of it and and it was fine, um, but on the you know there was there was a an instance where the ball got played back to him and and their striker closed you know tried to close him down I think it well, I think I think it was. Um, can't remember who it was. Anyway, they closed him down, and all he did, he just he put his laces through it and cleared it. Now, yeah, yeah. against Leicester, I think there was a pass on. I think he could have got, he could have gone left or right with with the ball. He didn't. He just thought mm. I'm just going to lump it. I think the ball went straight out of play, but he got rid of it. And it, you've got you've yeah. got to say that in that instance, he learned from his mistakes because he would you know yeah, it before a- he would have just he would have played a pass. <clears throat> yeah, there's a time and a place to play out or play that intricate movement, which we all want. Well, Danny Rowe wants the goalkeepers to do, but there's a time where you just need to, you know, yeah. kick it forward, get <laughs> it forward. Yeah, no, but I, I feel like I, I feel like if we criticise because we we did we did criticise him in the Leicester game. You know, we said yeah, that he we did, made, yeah. made the, and I think if you do criticise, you, you've got to give the give the credit when you know when he's done something different and you know and not made that mistake. And, and that's obviously. Obviously, being taken on board, and I think I think he's a massive combination of everything. Obviously, four clean, four clean sheets he's kept in those eight games, etc. And uh, again, I don't know if you've got it down as a player review. And we spoke about um, Iequa last week. Yeah, his his organisation skills in front of Beadle will give him the confidence. It's improving Deshaun Bernard. It's improving these players. Like I don't think the the actual impact 
Iekwa's had on the team in the last six weeks can be underestimated because earlier on in the season he wasn't playing. Everyone was saying, why ain't he playing? And Dan, uh, uh, Cisco and then Danny Roll continued with Bambo until he got suspended. And now Bambo can't get back in. And I can understand it because Iekwa, as much as he lacks that pace and stuff, the extra stuff he gives the team is is vital. And I think that is actually a combination factor along with the other things that we've spoken about in the, the upturn in the form. I think Iequa has been, you know, a solid um, leader uh, in that defence and organiser. So, yeah, that certainly helps Beadle. Yeah. Um, well, we, we, well. Michael Iequa, so, yeah. I, think, I think you're 100% correct. Um, and I, I feel like a broken record when I keep saying that... <clears throat> Every side needs a Michael Ahequa in there. I mean, the game yesterday, five aerial duels won most out of any uh, any player on the pitch. Four interceptions as well. That again, the most out of any player. He just does the simple stuff very, very well. And you know, he's not gonna he's not gonna get the ball down and, and start spraying the passes around and everything else. But you don't need that. You've got another you know another nine players on the pitch or ten players, even even Beadle that can yeah. that can do that. You don't need everyone to do it. And yeah, you're right. He's played the last four games. Um you know the full the full ninety minutes. Uh, he, he played a little bit in in the Birmingham game, but last four in um, in particular, yeah. All right, we lost against uh, against Leicester, and then we've had three wins on the bounce, and and he's played mm. every you know all ninety minutes. He, yeah, he, he didn't he didn't play. Much, I think he played the first two games, and then he was then he was out for quite a while out of the squad, totally. So he's you know he's he's mm. stuck by his task. He's, he's he's been around the block, hasn't he? You know he's um, how old is he? Thirty one yeah. years old now. So he, he knows he's probably yeah. had times in his career where he's not played, but he's stuck to task. He's come back in when he's been needed, and he's played himself back into the team. I think um, yeah, and, and certainly yeah, absolutely. Danny Real now would go. <clears throat> I want Michael Hecker to. <clears throat> To start and and I do as well. I want Michael Equa to yeah. to keep to keep playing and yeah that, that that leadership that he that he gives the communication as well I think is absolutely vital and he won pretty much everything yesterday. It's no surprise that he won the most mm-hmm. headers um, out, of the, out of that game yesterday because he, he literally he gets ball and man every time and it's just a crunching header mm-hmm. and just does what he needs to do. It's fa- it's fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. Let's. Um, Let's talk about the next game then coming up. Uh, Plymouth, I'm not going to lie, didn't know who their manager was. I knew, I knew it weren't Schumacher because he'd gone to Stoke, I want to say. Um, yeah. But yeah, I had to look who their manager was. Ian Foster is. He was uh, He was at England under 18, 19 and 20s, as in managing them. He wasn't, wasn't playing for them. Um, <laughs> he actually played most of his football at non-league level, to be honest. Then he went to, <clears throat> sorry, he went to Al Etifak with Gerard, and then now he's uh, now he's got his first gig as a first team manager, first team whatever you want to call him, coach. Sometimes call them coaches, don't they? But anyway, whatever he is, he's he's taking he's in charge at Plymouth. Their form, um, well, his form since he's come in, he came in fifth of January, I think it was. 12 games, four wins, three draws and five defeats. Uh, they've only got one win in the last six. Uh, lost 2-0 at Ipswich last time out uh, this weekend. Um, they've only had two wins away from home. So pretty poor away record, very much like us. Um, but the, those two wins did come in their last three away games, Swansea and Middlesbrough. Um, yeah, what's your thoughts on this game on Tuesday? It, again, 
I know we said massive game, but it's certainly a game that we can go there and we shouldn't be fearful of Plymouth at all, should we? No, absolutely not. Um, obviously, a massive game. It's an understatement in that regards. But we've, we've just got to keep doing what we're doing, ultimately. Um, I think our own form has been very good. Um, Danny Roll speaks towards that as well with the, with the supporters and stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm confident that we can certainly um, get three points in the week against Plymouth. Um, I think it's vital that we do get the three points. I know we keep saying that, but games are running out and we've just got to keep that momentum that we've built up over the last four or five games and that performance level. And I think if we do do that, then we get the three points. So, yeah, certainly midweek, Plymouth, I'm confident of a of a, of a three-point return in that, in that one. Yeah, uh, you talked about home form. Um, 17 games, six wins, four draws, seven defeats. Puts us 16th in terms of um, points won at home. Uh, the, yeah, the... I might as well talk about the, the away form. I know this game is at home, um, but we, we're no longer one of the worst teams away from home uh, with that uh, win. We've actually gone... <laughs> he's got four, four wins now, one draw, 13 defeats. Still doesn't look great. Mm. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, Plymouth and Birmingham both have a worse uh, away record. But yeah, this one's at Hillsborough. Two, win, uh, two games back-to-back at Hillsborough, Plymouth and, and Leeds. But... <laughs> For me, I, I think you're right. We've just got to carry on doing what we're doing. Stick to his principles. Um, we're 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 in form. We are a form side at the moment. We've got to take that confidence. Just kind of forget where we are in the league and just it's the whole cliche, isn't it? Take every game as it comes. You know, don't look and going, you know, oh, three wins on the bounce. Can we make it four? It's just can we just win this this next game against against uh, against Plymouth? Would you make any changes? And I suppose. Bernard, he'll be back. You know, he served his one-game suspension from that red card. Do you put Deshaun Bernard straight back in? Um, I'm, I'm say you'd have to say it's for 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 Maywo. But would you do that, or would you would you just stick with what we had this week? Um, I, I, th- I think he comes back in. He's been um, he's been really consistent. Is is that um, ball playing centre back that we that he wants? Uh, It'd be, I suppose, it'd be a bit harsh on Firmino in, in some regards because I thought he played well yesterday. But I think, I think he does come back in, and to me, that that'd be the only change because, um, again, don't upset the apple cart, as as they say. Um, we've been consistent; those players have been performing, and the 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 advantage that Danny Rose got is that on that sixty-minute mark, he's got <clears> players that he can change and and bring on and add that extra injection if needs be, and. Um, you know, just mentioning, uh, I know we spoke about players, but for me, Liam Palmer yesterday, right centre-back, last couple of games has been great. Yesterday, they took Will Volks off, they stuck him into midfield. In the first half, Palmer got a knock and it looked like uh, Bambo were warming up to come on for him, but he pushed through it. And again, you know, that that's that resilience that Palmer, I think you mentioned last week, that he's, he's a constant 7 out of 10. But yesterday, yeah. he's, played two, he's played two different positions and he's played the 90 minutes and he's done everything right. So um, I think, yeah, I think uh, Dish probably comes back in for, for Maywo in my eyes. Um, and then the rest of it sort of looks after itself in some regards. And then you've still got that, that strong bench to come on and influence the game, whether we uh, consolidate in a, a lead or we're chasing the game like we did yesterday. He made them changes. So, yeah, yeah nothing changes for me. 
Go mm. on then, let's let's look at how you think that game's going to go on Tuesday. What do you think the, the score's going to be on uh, on Tuesday? Do you think we're going to get another win? Is it going to be four wins on the spin? Uh, yes, 100% yes. I'm going to go yes. And I, I, I think um, uh, Plymouth's forms are obviously inconsistent. Their away form's not good, as you've touched on. So I'm going to go 2-0. 2-0 win. Well, I said 4-0, didn't I, for, for uh, the game of the weekend, which didn't quite go <laughs> yeah. according to plan. It was still a win, of course. It should have been. It, yeah, it should have, to be fair. Um, I think it's, it's going to be a bit more difficult. You know, I know they're not in great form, Plymouth, but it's not going to be uh, a walkover. Um, we, I've got to say that we're going to win. I, I, I can't see us not winning. Um, I'm going to go for... 2-1 I think it's going to be I think we are going to concede a goal uh, but yeah we're, we're going to we're going to get the get the better of Plymouth and, and get another win and fingers crossed please let's just let's just get out of this relegation so I don't think we are with the goal difference as of yet but certainly mm. we could be level uh, level with the teams above us and fingers crossed we do um, Neil thank you very much for coming on mate do really appreciate it we've enjoyed it again yeah, I loved it, mate. Um, happy to help out any time. And if it fits in with your, with your little and getting up there, <laughs> so be it. But yeah, two out of two for me. Two, two out of two for me so far, so yeah. 100% record. There's been no whinging, there's been no complaining or talking about how, <laughs> how shit we've been. It's all been quite quite easy and, uh, and everything on it, to be honest. So, yeah, if, look, if, you, if we carry on winning, you can keep going on, mate, as, uh, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> right. Yeah, fair enough. No, appreciate appreciate uh, having me on again, James, accommodate the time difference. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go and crack open another beer while you go and probably have another cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, right, massive thanks, everyone. Everyone that's uh, that's been listening, do really appreciate it. Um, yeah, we'll also be back next week. Also, you know, join us on Wednesday. Uh, we do the debate show live on YouTube Wednesday at eight o'clock. Obviously, we'll be talking about the uh, the Plymouth game. Fingers crossed, we are going to be getting uh, three points and four wins on the spin. So do join us um, if you want to have more content and head over to patreon.com forward slash WTID pod. Extra time this week is me speaking to uh, all the, um, some of the, uh, some of the fans from the teams that are down there at the bottom, getting a, getting their thoughts on how they feel they're going to you know, finish at the end of the season, who they think they're going to go down. Uh, I did speak to them just before uh, the game yesterday, so do do bear that one in mind. But uh, yeah, if you want to listen to all that, head over to patreon.com forward slash WTID pod. Um, again, thank you very much, and we'll see you all next time. Cheers, guys. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.